if you guys are looking for a sort of a lean meat to have for dinner one night, definitely try some turkey because I was cooking dinner last night and I tend to do Italian and usually it's spaghetti with a meat sauce, but my family's kind of trying to go towards a more healthy eating style, so they told me to try turkey, and first I was hesitant because I'm like, what monster uses turkey and not beef with any Italian meal? But I tried it, and to be honest, you could hardly taste a difference. I mean, it just tastes like meat, especially with, with the marinara. It's like you can't tell a difference between if it's turkey or beef. Besides, maybe if you look at the coloring of the meat, because turkey is a, is like a lighter color than a darker color compared to beef. But yeah, so if you want to have a healthy-ish Italian meal, then definitely throw in some turkey with your sauce, whether it be turkey meatballs or turkey meat sauce. And yeah, all right. Thank you for listening to Sam's Cooking Tips. I will see you guys next time. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another episode of the Sam Tosh Journey Podcast. My name is Sam. Hope everyone's doing well out there today, staying warm, having a easy time going back to school or college or work. It's always tough after these long breaks to go back to the grind. I know it sucks, donkey butt, but, well, it's the name of the game and we just have to play it. I watched the uh, newest season of the uh, Transformers Siege series on Netflix. It was pretty good. It's maybe I think it was a little bit better than the than a uh, War for Cybertron, but eh, I don't know. It it gets some mixed receptions every time I look at reviews. So you know what? I'd say just go watch it for yourself and form your own opinion. That's what I think is important. Anyways, I know I'm a little late on this topic, but I just you know holidays came up. I wanted to take a week off, then I had to do the monthly wrap up for December. So this week. I will be talking about and sharing my thoughts on The Mandalorian Season 2. Now, what can I say about The Mandalorian Season 2? Because, honestly, it was probably just as good as the first season, if not just a pinch better in terms of, like, fan service. I mean, I could tell with this season that they kind of got a little loosey-goosey with, you know, characters that they brought in like Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, Luke, Boba Fett, which is good because I think that's that was a good move instead of just like first season. They were like, oh yeah, we're going to bring in Bosk and Dengar and IG-88 and all these well-known characters. Like, no, season one was sort of like, it contains, you know, let's test the water to see if this works. And if this works, then maybe we'll get a little more crazy with who we bring in and honestly the characters that, that they did bring in they had they had a purpose they had a role to play in the story it wasn't just oh yeah we're gonna go do this this random thing involving ahsoka or oh bokan's gonna lead us on this really random mission like no it's like these characters set up something big and that is exactly what they did in season two i mean bokan i am dead on for sure and setting up the retaking of Mandalore. Because, you know, she's stealing weapons. She's offering Din Djarin a place on her team. Or among the army, quote-unquote, of Mandalorians that she is gearing up for the retaking of Mandalore. We have Ahsoka, who is hunting Grand Admiral Thrawn, which was awesome to hear his name. I've been dying to see him in live action ever since I knew who he was and why he's such an awesome character. And... Just people are kind of like, oh, it's just fan service. I'm like, yeah, but 
honestly think about it. Like years ago when this was happening, we would be not be having this stuff. We would not be having some of these well-known characters be coming to the TV shows. Hell, we probably wouldn't even be having a TV show because that's something I forgot to mention last week about all those different Star Wars shows. But people are all like, oh, there's too many shows going on. I'm like, think about it. 2010, how many years ago, back when the original trilogy ended, there was no Star Wars. It was like, all we had were the books. That's all people had back then. And then the prequel trilogy came out, and then we had the Clone Wars, as well as books. But guys, we should be happy that we are living in a time where we are getting non-stop Star Wars content, as well as seeing some pretty beloved characters brought to live action i mean i was freaking out when i found out ahsoka was going to be in season two because she is someone i hold near dear dear my heart because i grew up with her watching the clone wars i remember going to the movies and seeing the 2008 film i I remember getting the dvd i remember looking forward to every friday watching the newest episode of the clone wars and then getting up at the bcod getting a a glass of grape juice and watching the episode that i recorded last night i mean just think about it that way sorry i uh diverted for for a second the characters that they did use that were from like shows and books it wasn't a lot like it wasn't like oh yeah nice to meet you bokatan be a part of my team like no they were in an episode, and then they're like, all right, we're going to go off to go do something else. Peace out. And then that was it. I mean, Boba Fett was in three episodes. So it goes in one. Bo-Katan was in two. So, yeah. Because originally when I heard all, all those rumors, I was like, okay, this is going to be way too much. They're going to, like, actually stick around. But, no, they made a good choice of, like, just having them show up sparingly. Even some of the original characters from the show had some time to shine i mean uh grief karga we see that he's really turned around the city where he's now like governor mayor i forgot the name and cardoon's now marshall we get to meet frog lady who i honestly thought was going to be really hated but i was wrong people actually loved her i loved her because she was funny and adorable and even din Djarin had a really cool little arc throughout the whole season where we see him really adopt this fathering role to baby Yoda, Grogu, the child, or I guess, I guess not Grogu, to where when he leaves, we see that he's kind of heartbroken of like, okay, there goes my son to go off on the next part of his journey. I mean, yeah, that was, that was some pretty heavy stuff during that season finale. Probably the one character from the Mandalorian that I was kind of disappointed in was Moff Gideon because they were having him out to be this really cool bag Darth Vader-esque bad guy, and he was going to have this really cool fight scene, but we barely saw him. I mean, up until the season finale, he only had, like, a couple scenes throughout the season. And the fight scene wasn't really anything that special to me. It was just Din Djarin blocking his tracks with the uh, Beskar spear he got from Ahsoka, and then beating Moff Gideon, and then getting the Darksaber. I mean, I, I thought the fight would be, like, something a bit more ferocious, not just... Block, 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 fight, block, block, fight, and then end. But I guess that's what you get when you do a TV show, not a movie, to where you kind of have to constrict these sword fights a little bit to where they're more easy to do and then just a 10-minute long fight sequence. So I wonder who I wonder who's going to be the villain now since Mop Gideon's been defeated. I thought they would have set up Grand Admiral Thrawn at the end, but nope. They just set up the Boba Fett spinoff. Oh, Bill Burr had a really good episode where he, where his character kind of redeemed himself by helping, you know, Din Djarin and crew locate Baby Yoda and even take down a Imperial refinery with just a single sniper shot. So, pretty cool. The overall pacing and vibe of Season 2 was pretty good. I mean, with Season 1, you had a couple of, like, side mission episodes that were 
pointless, didn't really serve a purpose. Oh, with season two, they kind of got that sort of ratio correct, where I was like, main story mission, side mission, main story mission, side mission, and then it was like, main story, main story, main story, well, main story, side mission, main story, end. And plus, with the side mission episodes that they did, they served a purpose. Like with uh, the passenger where we meet Frog Lady, you know, she had a purpose in an episode to take Din Djarin to Mon Calamari or Mon Cala, where she would take him to her husband. And then her husband will tell him where to find some other Mandalorians to then help him find the Jedi that help Grogu. I mean, yeah, just compared to season one, season two's pacing was a lot better than just... You know, main mission, main mission, main mission, random, side story, main mission, main mission, end. There were a lot of, like, Western-feeling episodes this season, like, um, episode 9, where we meet Cobb Vance. I mean, the dynamic between the Sand People and the citizens of Mos Pelgo, or was it Mos Espa? No, Mos Pelgo. The sort of dynamic between, like, the Sand People and just people on Tatooine was very reminiscent of, like, cowboys and Indians, even, like, you know... That even then, it had, had that whole like you know dainty small town where a stranger rolls in and he teams up with the uh, the marshal of that town to go stop a threat that's troubling the town. That was a western trope thing for thing. So there's that. There was the episode with Bogotown where that felt like a uh, sort of like a, a, a train heist. They even had a Ma- Michael Bine from Tombstone in the Ahsoka episode where he and, where his character and Din Djarin had a standoff that was very reminiscent to like. Something you would see in, in Tombstone, honestly. Believe it or not, I actually, uh, the prep for the first season of The Mandalorian, I watched the uh, first three, no, no, not the first three, the three Clint Eastwood films, The uh, Man With No Name, which, by the way, are superb films. Definitely go check them out. They, I think they made me a, a Western fan because I didn't really like Westerns until I watched those to prep for The Mandalorian. Now I kind of like, I dig Westerns. I mean, I watched those. I watched Tombstone Over Christmas. I watched this one called Hang em High with Clint Eastwood. He makes probably the best Westerns, in my opinion. Him and uh, Sergio Leone. They had some pretty good directors for this season. I mean, they had Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, Carl Weathers was a surprise for me when I heard he was going to be dredging an episode. I was also a bit cautious because... I don't know. Whenever I hear like an actor wants to direct an episode, I'm just kind of like, mm, I don't, I don't know about that. But from what I watched with the episode and the behind the scenes stuff, he did pretty well. I mean, his episode was fun. It felt like a roller coaster. It wasn't like it wasn't weird. Like he knew to make the episode fun, and that is what it was. I mean, if I had to, I mean, if one director kind of made a dud, it was Peyton Reed with the Passenger, and it wasn't bad. It was just like, like honestly, it was probably with the weaker of this of season two, but. He, but he but he did make a really good season finale. So he definitely redeemed himself in the eyes of those who uh, who didn't really like The Passenger and thought he was a very lousy, plain director. Shout out to uh, Robert Rodriguez and uh, Tamara Morrison for making Boba Fett the badass that he always was. Because let's be honest, we, we were cheated back during the, or, or the original trilogy. So it was really cool to see Boba Fett get redeemed and be the really cool bounty hunter that he was made out to be in the movies and, and, and comics and books. Yeah, that was that was probably a, that's probably a highlight for me for for season, for season 2 was that we we finally got to see Boba Fett redeemed and now we get to see more of him in his in its upcoming spinoff. So let's be excited for that guys. Let's be excited for that. I might do a whole ranking of the episodes from season 1 and 2 to like to what I think are the best to not the best, but we'll see about that. But yeah, I mean, season two was awesome. It was worth the wait. We got a lot of fan service, which I personally appreciate. Don't know about anyone else. 
And I look forward to see what John Favreau and Dave Filoni have in store for season three when they get around to it. Because right now, I think they're filming The Book of Boba Fett. And then I think it's rumored that the Obi-Wan series is filming. That just start filming this week. So probably we'll get Mandalorian season three maybe around 2022, maybe late 2021. I don't know. Because the book, of Bo- the book of Boba Fett's gonna be airing in December, so probably, yeah, probably in the middle of 2022, late 2022 is when we'll get season three. And that's the show. Thank you all for listening. I always appreciate the listens, no matter how few or how many. Make sure to follow me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or on any of the other platforms I have linked down in my description. Also, make sure to tell your friends about my podcast so we can get more ears. And if it's possible, leave me a good review on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a five-star rating because I would really appreciate that because I really want to get this podcast out there more so we can get some more listeners and maybe have a future with this thing. Also, feel free to leave a message for me on the Anchor podcasting platform, which I have linked down in my description. And who knows, maybe I'll play the message in my next episode. Make sure to stay happy, stay warm, stay healthy, eat right, eat well, eat some lean meats, enjoy those presents, take it easy when you go back to work and school, and I will see you guys next time. Peace out. (laughs) 